With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. Hi friends, how are you today? Happy Tuesday and welcome to the Murder Mystery and Makeup Podcast. Now, usually our podcasts are episodes of my show, Murder Mystery and Makeup, where I do my makeup and talk about a true crime story at the same time, you know? But today is just a little different. I did a video on Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell like a few years back, and her case is getting ready to go to trial. Or depending on when you're listening to this, it already went to trial. And we were in need of an update badly. I got a lot of comments asking for an update um, about the Lori Vallow story, but I was waiting because I knew things were gonna change. And boy, did they change. Whoa, like what the hell is going on with these people? So I decided to give you an update, um, but make it special for my podcast listeners. So welcome to the podcast exclusive Lori Vallow update. Okay, so first of all, let me just start out by saying that just like two weeks after I did the part one of the Lori Vallow story, which was in late February of 2020, yeah, that's right, pandemic happened, you know, everything turned into a blur. And if you remember, Lori and Chad were LDS doomsday cultists who were positive the world was going to end within months. At first I was like, damn, they were totally right because the pandemic happened. And I was like, dang, the world is ending. Maybe they were onto something. Well, it turns out um, they were not right. I mean, the world hasn't come to an end. So they're, yeah, I think it's safe to say that was not correct. And life has gone on. And Lori Vallow and Chad Daybell were not raptured into the celestial kingdom. I may be mixing up religions, but I'm not trying to be rude. I'm just, it was very confusing, their outlook. So yes, a lot has gone on, not only in the post-pandemic world, but also in the story of these two killer Mormons. So let's bring us up to speed, shall we? We shall. Okay, so where did we leave off? Lori Vallow Daybell had just been arrested in Hawaii, where she had run off to, it seems like, get away from law enforcement, who started getting a little too close for comfort. She had been holed up over there in Hawaii with her fifth husband, Chad, and was finally sent back to Idaho by police. And of course, the kids were still, at this point, missing. So it was a lot of loose ends in February 2020 when I originally did this video. And I was like, why did I do this video? So much is going to change. And it sure freaking did, didn't it? So March 2020. On March 5th, Lori is sent back to Idaho. She's flown back. Her bail was originally set at $5 million and then for some reason was reduced to just $1 million. Still a lot, but like, mm, okay. And I guess because at this point, there wasn't really a major crime she was being charged with. Because at this point in March 2020, the kids were still missing. There wasn't anything that would really stand up against a $5 million bail. I mean, it was kind of clear to everybody who was paying attention to this case what was going on, but they didn't have any physical evidence to prove what was going on. You get it. 
but her bail was reduced to $1 million, and then again eventually reduced to $150,000. But either way, it doesn't matter because she was unable to post bond regardless. So that's good. She obviously seemed like the type who was like going to run off, fly somewhere. Like she was going to run. On March 17th, 2020, Lori claims her total innocence to the court. She's like, I haven't done anything. The kids are totally fine. They're just shy. Yeah, they're just shy. Like, leave it alone. But weirdly enough, for an innocent person, two members of her defense team quit. And then the judge ended up stepping away himself. Like, it was bizarre. We never really got clarity as to why that happened, but it did. And then we zoom through April and May because this is prime lockdown and Lori's hearings kept getting pushed. But the hunt for Tylee and JJ, it doesn't stop. I can be mm, a bit of an oversharer to the point where I resort to the group chat whenever I have a question that needs answering. Sometimes even a medical one, which I know you shouldn't do, but look, whatever. Like this one time I sent a picture to the group chat of this rash I got on my butt. Sorry about that. But I was like, hey guys, what's this? <laughs> can you help me out? Should I go to the doctor? I don't know. Anyways, it turns out it was just a reaction to a new laundry detergent. And I have ZocDoc to thank for all of that. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them and treat almost every condition under the sun. With ZocDoc, the right doctor is only a click away. So you don't have to keep playing doctor roulette or spending hours on the phone with your insurance company. Millions of people use the free ZocDoc app to find and book a doctor right in their neighborhood who fits their unique needs and uh, also their schedule. And with the patient review feature, you can trust that you're getting quality care. I've definitely rated a few doctors I've been to and dentists on there because they do everything. Don't be like me. Don't ask your group chat. Just go straight to ZocDoc and ask the doctors or book an appointment with a doctor near you. Go to ZocDoc.com makeup and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today or dentist or therapist or um, dermatologist. Ooh, the eyeglass people them like there's so many different doctors on there and many of them are available within 24 hours i love zocdoc i really do that's zocdoc z-o-c-d-o-c dot com slash makeup zocdoc.com slash makeup download it today meanwhile back in arizona do you remember how Lori's brother and the guy who literally killed for her alex cox do you remember how he died suddenly? Well, he did, if you didn't. Well, they ended up doing an autopsy, which was honestly a great call. Definitely the right thing to do. And on May 5th, 2020, the medical examiner said that results indicated that Alex actually died of natural causes. Specifically, he had blood clots in the lungs. Um, essentially, like blood clots got wedged into the arteries of his lungs, and that's what ended up killing him. And that's so weird because, like, I was just watching My 600-Pound Life and the girl on that sh episode had that. Wow, Bailey, wow. <laughs> Sorry, but they literally just watched that episode. Okay. The examiner said that he had a cardiovascular disease where plaque had built up in his arteries, which then led to high blood pressure, which then contributed to his very natural death. 
I mean, maybe that is true, but it was so weird, wasn't it? Okay, whatever. The medical examiner also performed extensive tests, including a toxicology report, which had showed caffeine and a drug called Narcan in his system, which was not surprising because when first responders came in and saw him unresponsive, they automatically gave him Narcan just in case he was having a drug overdose. They didn't want to like wait around to find out what it was. So that's why it was in his system. So Alex just died, I guess, on the floor at a woman named Zulema's place who had he had just married two weeks ago. So it was like, mm, those clots, those blood clots are looking a little suspicious. Okay, but who am I to argue, right? The medical examiner, natural causes. So that's it. Case closed with that Alex guy, I guess. But talk about weird timing, huh? So then that brings us to June of 2020, when investigators finally narrow in on the still not arrested Chad Daybell. Quick little recap on Chad. Just like Lori, he's a member of the LDS Church, a Latter-day Saint. And like Lori, he is heavy on the end of the world shit. Okay, He would be considered like a doomsday prepper of sorts. He also was an author who wrote a series of books about the end of the world. And like most cultists, spoke about it a lot on on podcasts. Chad was not only under suspicion for helping to quote unquote hide Lori's children, but also the recent and untimely death of his young healthy wife, Tammy, of yet again natural effing causes. Now, there was be a whole new light being shed on this death. Tammy had died in October of 2019, but she was exhumed sometime in either December of 2019 or January of 2020, and an autopsy was performed. But the results have never been released. Yeah. Maybe they're saving it for his court date, because it's probably like heavy evidence, but the people want to know. We know something is up with that death. If you've been following this, you know Tammy was, in my personal opinion, murdered by Chad. Come on. Or Lori. I don't know. In my opinion. I don't know. Allegedly. I don't know. Uh Okay, so then that was happening. Then we're going to jump forward really quick to 2021. Tammy's kids say that the medical examiner told them how she died, which was simply asphyxiation. She was suffocated. Or as her son Garth said, she just stopped breathing. Which, sure, yeah, uh, asphyxiation. Which, I guess, technically, yes. When you die, you stop breathing. And a side note, but Tammy and Chad's kids actually don't think Chad is involved in any wrongdoing at all when it comes to Tammy's death. They believe that he is as much of a victim of Lori and her right-hand brother, Alex, as anyone. I totally uh, can understand where they're coming from. I mean, he, Chad, is their only remaining parent. And you don't want to think about your dad potentially murdering your mom, especially like a man of God. You know, like your brain can't even compute that. So I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But sadly, the police disagree. I mean, they think he's guilty as hell, and so does everybody else. Because on June 9th, 2020, authorities finally get the probable cause and the warrant to search Chad Daybell's home and his property. So they get up bright and early. They start at 7 a.m. 
they head over to Chad's place and it's swarmed by the local police department, the FBI, and the county sheriff's office. And I'm unsure what, if any, investigating they did in the house. I mean, I'm sure there was. There just isn't a lot of news about it because everyone was focused on the pretty large amount of property out in his backyard. He had four full acres. And the police kind of knew where to go because back in September of 2019, Alex Cox, his cell phone pinged by two specific locations, one near a tree and one by a pet cemetery in Chad's backyard. And just like magic, poof, within a few hours, the police, they find human remains in Chad's backyard bitch. So they come across some human remains and they actually end up bringing in a backhoe in order to dig deeper in the backyard and find every scrap of evidence they can. And of course, they drag Chad's ass straight on over to jail. He's arrested on two felony charges and the only things they can prove right then in the moment is one being concealment and the other being distribution or alteration of evidence. A couple of days go by and that's when authorities can confirm that the remains of those found in the backyard were of Tylee and JJ. JJ sadly was buried under the location by the tree and Tylee was found buried in the pet cemetery. Fucking sickos. Another quick side note, back in 2019, Chad had sent his still living wife, Tammy, the weirdest text message. Here's what it said. Quote, well, I've had an interesting morning. I felt I should burn all of the limb debris by the fire pit before it got too soaked by the coming storms. While I did so, I spotted a big raccoon along the fence. I hurried and got my gun, and he was still walking along. I got close enough that one shot did the trick. He is now in our pet cemetery. Fun times, end quote. So I think, you know, based off my observation, and I'm no professional, but I think he's trying to cover up something like a newly dug hole. He's trying to play it off like he shot a raccoon. That text message kind of lined up with the timeline. And sadly, Tylee's remains were far too gone to identify just based on a visual. She had been both dismembered and burned, so her body had no recognizable features. An orthodontist was able to identify the remains by matching the body's irregular jawline and comparing it to an x-ray of Tylee's jawline from when she was still alive. They were able to also somehow obtain enough soft tissue from underneath the burnt flesh in order to perform a DNA test. Apparently, those tests, as of right now, are still being processed. JJ, on the other hand, was able to be identified. He was wrapped in plastic and wasn't burnt like Tylee. He was identified by investigators as well as by Melanie Polowski. She's the ex-husband of Brandon. It's just like they're kind of related to the family, if you don't remember. They're part of this sick group. Do you remember I had to bring out my whiteboard for this because there were so many players in this game? So I know this is a podcast and I don't have my whiteboard but these people are just like the add-ons. Okay, great. <laughs> I know, because you're like, Melanie, who the hell is Melanie? It's Lori and Alex's niece. She ended up leaving her husband to join both Lori and Alex in their doomsday prep. Back in February of 2020, it was believed that Melanie and Alex were actually working together to try and kill her then-husband, Brandon, 
Yeah. If you remember, Brandon was shot at and luckily not killed, but the getaway car was a Jeep that belonged to Lori Vallow's deceased husband, Charles, who was shot by Alex. Oh my God, messy. Messy, messy, messy. I know. Melanie has played a strange role in this whole thing. It's like, is she good? Is she bad? I don't know. So then August of 2020, Chad Daybell pleads not guilty to the court. Fair. And then things kind of slow down, which makes sense because heading back to school, heading into the holidays, the pandemic was still raging and things were moving very slowly. So then we fast forward to the year 2021 because that's when stuff started to happen again. Everyone has their hot takes about what American city has the best food. Is it New York, Chicago, LA? I don't know any other places, but I'm sure you could think of some. But the one thing that unites all of these places are the diverse cultures that inspire all those cuisines. And I, for one, love food. Whether it's ordering out from the local Indian place or hitting up that new Japanese spot for ramen. I just like exploring, yeah. And let me give you a little hot tip, a secret weapon on your food journey. It can only help if you speak the language of the restaurant. If you can flex that muscle, it could score you an extra side on the house or maybe even, I don't know, info about a secret menu item. It just gives you some serious credibility, which is never a bad thing. And there's no better way to prep you to learn the languages of the world than with Babbel. Babbel. If you don't know, Babbel is a language learning app that has sold more than 10 million subscriptions. And thanks to its bite-sized and addictive language lessons, you can feel confident saying thank you in Italian when that piping hot pile of lasagna is brought to your table. Now here's what sets Babbel apart. Many other language learning apps rely on artificial intelligence for their lesson plans. But with Babbel, their lesson plans are created by over 150 language experts. On top of that, they are voiced by real native speakers, not AI. So it just gives you some confidence knowing that you're pronouncing things correctly. In addition to those lessons I mentioned, you can access podcasts, games, videos, stories, and even live classes. And look, if you don't love it, no worries. It comes with a 20-day money-back guarantee. So start your new language learning journey today with Babbel. Right now, you can get up to 55% off your subscription when you go to babbel.com slash makeup. That's babbel.com slash makeup for up to 55% off your subscription. Babbel, language for life. So in May of 2021, both Lori and Chad are charged with the first-degree murders of Tylee and JJ. Chad also gets a little bonus charge of first-degree murder in the death of his first wife and the mother of his children, Tammy Daybell. So whatever the autopsy revealed about asphyxiation, I'm guessing it was ruled a homicide, even though, again, the findings were never publicly released. But I'm sure we'll find out in court. Or maybe when court's over, we'll get, like, you know, the documents and all that. I can't wait. So after Lori is officially charged with murder, she undergoes psychiatric evaluation and she was deemed incompetent to stand trial. So what does that mean? Well, Lori's case in trial gets put on hold while she undergoes restorative mental health treatment. Basically, the law won't let someone who is you know, not in the best mental space to stand trial. And if you are familiar with my murder mystery and makeups, then you know that a lot of um, 
you know, murderers, they try to go for this. They want to be incompetent to stand trial because then you can at least get a quote unquote lighter sentence. But in order to actually get this, to be labeled incompetent, you really, really have to be, you know, not mentally well. So, yeah. I wonder what was going on with Lori, huh? Some believe that Lori was just stalling. Um, but I, who, who fucking knows? I mean, obviously she's not well. She killed her kids. So I think that's safe to say. And then Lori gets another charge of first-degree murder for the death of her first husband, the poor Charles Vallow. But since she was ruled incompetent, she doesn't enter a plea. So I guess that is now having to wait as well. So then it's now June of 2021, and Chad Daybell pleads not guilty to all charges. Okay, then we wait again. August of 2021, prosecutors announce that they will be seeking the death penalty for Chad. Whoopsie. And then in that same month, Chad also waives his constitutional right to a speedy trial, which means he wants to go through with the whole trial, and I hope they air it. Put him on blast. Now September rolls around, and like I've said before, Chad's four adult kids are all 100% convinced of his innocence. Not only of killing their mother, but also of the murder and cover-up of the children. They even go as far to say on the show 48 Hours that Chad's daughter, Emma, she said that even if he had committed a crime like that, there's no way he would be dumb enough to bury the evidence in his backyard. Mm, Poor Emma. Honey, I think he would do that. I really do. (laughs) It's not funny. It's just, you know, I get... I get it. I'm sure you don't want to believe your own father would do that, but I think he did, Emma. Emma, I think he did. But many people were like, okay, well, let's hear Chad's kids out because they actually have a point. So apparently Chad used to be an actual grave digger. Like this was his actual job. He even, as he does with all of his hobbies, wrote a book about it. Yes, he published a book in 2001 called One Foot in the Grave, strange but true adventures of a cemetery sexton, end quote. Now, there were all kinds of really interesting quotes from this book, but one really ominous one was when he wrote that, quote, sad times are always when you have to bury babies. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at that. I'm not laughing at that. It's just, I maybe okay, but that's one that really stuck out to people, okay? So two things about this. One, Apparently, gravediggers are called sextons. Great. And of course, Chad is going to call himself a sexton and not a gravedigger. And never has a word described a man more, actually. Sexton? Yeah. And two, his kids argue that there's no way a former professional sexton dug too shallow and easily found graves. He would have been smarter than that. There's no way he would have done that. That's their defense. And, like, I could see that, you know? But, again, like, come on, babe. He was in the backyard. Like, who else would do it? Lori? Just Lori by herself. Okay. I'm sorry. That's not nice. But it kind of is. Because, like, that's the truth. So, it's now the year 2022, and things are starting to kind of chug along. The outside world is kind of getting over the pandemic. We're, like, riddled with variants and... Nobody really gives a shit anymore. And we're no longer locking down. And Lori and Chad can't stall their their shit anymore. So on April 11th, some big things in Lori's case come forward. The judge declares that she is now competent 
to stand trial. She is then released from the mental health facility where she was for nearly a full year and into the loving embrace of the Fremont County Sheriff's Office to await trial. Then in May, prosecutors announced that they will also be seeking the death penalty for Lori. They say that she qualifies for capital punishment because the killings were, quote, exceptionally depraved and financially motivated, end quote. Yeah, they claim it was financially motivated, and that's what the two conspiracy charges against Lori are. That because her husband Charles died, her kid's father, the kids were getting checks from the state. So authorities claim that Lori and Chad wanted that cash and the kids were just too darn expensive. So now, in May of 2022, Lori's team once again files a motion to pause proceedings and push her trial. They're saying that she's actually not well and she needs to have her competency rechecked and the, the judge ends up granting this. I mean, yes, she's probably going through a lot right now. Does this mean we have to delay a trial every time she gets overwhelmed? Question mark, you know? Uh, Well, we got to be fair or whatever. There might be some method to the madness here because prosecutors want Lori and Chad's cases linked. So they settled on, at this point, a trial date of January 9th, 2023 for both of them. So remember how Lori and her former husband, Charles Vallow, adopted J.J.? Well, if you don't, just a little quick recap. The story is that JJ's biological father was Charles Vallow's nephew. Oh, yeah. And then JJ ended up in the care of his grandparents, Charles's sister, and brother-in-law. So Charles and Lori, at this time in the beginning, they were newly married, right? And they asked if they could adopt JJ. So JJ's grandparents said, yes, you know, They had already raised their family. They might be getting a bit older and not be as equipped to raise a newborn. So Charles makes good money and was very dedicated to the family and the church. So they thought this would be a great fit. Even though JJ was adopted by Lori and Charles, his grandparents were still very involved in his life. In fact, if you remember, it was his grandmother, Kay, who sounded the alarm after not hearing from JJ or seeing him on FaceTime in quite some time. They also had a $20,000 reward out for information into his and Tylee's disappearance. They were very hands-on. Anyway, all of this to say that the grandmother, Kay, she's not happy about this delay in trial. She tells reporters that Lori is, quote, doing what she does best, playing games and manipulating the situation to suit her. Her wants her needs. It's all a stall tactic. I'm angry and disappointed beyond belief, end quote. So it turns out Lori really was, I mean, playing games because on March 26, 2022, Fremont County judge, his name's Stephen Boyce, he issued a written decision to approve Lori Daybell's trial delay. Now, a little bit about the old constitution of the United States of America is that it is everyone's constitutional right to have a speedy trial. So her attorneys, the same ones who requested the trial to be pushed, opted to not waive her right to a speedy trial. Now, what this does is it forces the prosecution to try Lori's case within six months of her arrangement. A little trick that they actually end up using later, which I will get into like very soon. Just keep that little deet in your noggin for a bit. Okay, but 
just follow the timeline because back on July 19th of 2022, prosecutors in Chad's case requested DNA testing on hair, a shovel, a pickaxe, and other evidence that they ended up finding. Clearly, they wanted to establish some kind of pattern or like a chain of custody or something. They just want to have the ironclad DNA evidence, either on Chad's tools, in his possession, that would have DNA from Tylee and JJ on it. Okay, then on on August 24th, 2022, Netflix announced that they were releasing a docuseries about, you know, uh, Lori and Chad, and it was called Sins of Our Mother. Did you watch it? I did, I know. Uh, what did you think? Uh, so if you've been following this case, you know that the Netflix doc is definitely the most comprehensive piece about it so far. And not to throw it under the bus, but two things about it. One, it neglected to mention that Lori had another sister who had died. Her name was Stacy, and she's the mother of Melanie. <laughs> I need my board, my whiteboard, don't I? And also, the narrative relied very heavily on Lori's oldest son. His name's Colby Ryan. Remember, he was the guy who was on YouTube trying to get his mom to answer his questions. He was like making cries out to his mom. Why are you doing this, mom? Where are Tylee and JJ? It was really sad. I felt bad for him. But then in September 2022, it came out that Colby Ryan was arrested for rape. What the fuck is up with this family? Like, I'm not trying to be rude, but I don't think this family is okay. My God, these people are psycho. To be fair, the charges against Colby ended up being dropped. And the victim who came out and, you know, had him arrested was his estranged wife, who was visible in the Netflix documentary as well. So, but she ends up dropping the charges. And, you know, I guess we can't really go there, but not a great look, right? Jeez. Next stop is October 6, 2022. Lori Vallow's trial was postponed again until competency can be determined. So no go on January 2023 trial. Meanwhile, Chad Daybell's attorney filed a motion to postpone his trial and also to sever it from Lori's trial because Chad wants his own trial and not to be tried together. Now, everybody wants Chad and Lori to be tried together. That's what they're going for. But they're fighting against this. I think because Chad is going to try and turn and blame everything on Lori and vice versa. Yep, I can't, it's going to go down. Well, then in November of 2022, Lori was declared competent again. Congratulations, you made it. January of 2023, Lori Vallow announces that her attorneys will not use her mental health as a defense in her murder trial. So all of the mental competency stuff, they're basically saying the stress of her arrest and her children dying and all of that were what caused her to be incompetent. They are not saying she was incompetent at the time of the alleged crime. Basically, you can't blame mental health if you plan on pleading not guilty and being acquitted with, I guess, a clean slate, admitting you had nothing to do with it. Bold. And according to documents filed that week, Lori had actually let out some juicy tidbits. Lori then claims that her children actually died in her brother, Alex Cox. They died in his apartment. Whoa, what? Yeah, not saying that that's true, but that's a new detail that we haven't heard before. 
Lori does like to keep changing her story. She likes to keep it interesting and new all of the time, and it's exhausting. But I think that's what she's trying to do, really, is confuse and exhaust everybody. And then in those same documents, she says that she wants to meet with her husband for strategy sessions. And she believes she does not qualify for the death penalty. So she wants to meet with Chad and have these strategy sessions, which what does that mean? But I don't know, but that's what she's asking for. Okay, so we're kind of caught up now. And so the fun question is, okay, well, what is the state of Lori and Chad right now? Where are we in the love story of the Daybells? I mean, we haven't heard from them in quite some time. I mean, obviously they're a little busy right now, but Lori sent us a little hint in 2022. In an image of her in prison, it looks like she's wearing a black ring on her left ring finger. Now, if you be petty and you zoom in, you can actually see like it's a hair tie, just a black hair tie wrapped around her finger. Since jewelry is not allowed when you're in prison, it's believed by many that she's wearing that as a symbol of her undying devotion to Chad. This is what a lot of people are saying. I don't know. Maybe she's got a girlfriend in jail. In prison, I mean. It could mean that, too. She seems to get around. Not in a bad... Well, yeah. She seems to get around. It could be a girlfriend. But many believe that it's for Chad. Their reunion is not going to happen anytime soon because the judge denied her request for some one-on-one time with Chad. Chad's attorneys asked the judge to postpone his trial until April 2024 and they got a hard no on that one thank god and then also in January 2023 this happened just a couple of weeks ago the prosecutors have announced that they plan to present quote-unquote sufficient evidence that will show Lori completely intended for her two children to die not only that as well as Tammy Daybell Mm-hmm. Now, that's kind of a bombshell. Lori wasn't even charged in Tammy's death. It was only Chad. Prosecutors have also entered an argument that says the jury, when this case finally goes to trial, should be sequestered. I'm having a hard time with, with this word, you guys. Sequestered. When it begins on April 3rd, sequestering means nothing from the outside world that could taint your point of view. Um, about the case if you're on the jury. So that means if you are selected to be on this jury, that means you can't have any internet, no TV, no contact with loved ones. Um, You can't pretty much talk to anybody during the whole trial because it could affect, I don't know, the outcome. It's not a fair trial if you know or doing some petty research on the side. I know for me, if I got picked as a jury, it would be hard to be unbiased. I mean, everyone knows so much about this case as well. So it's like finding jury members is going to be really difficult. But that's what they're asking for is for people to come in and just hopefully follow the rules, which I'm sure like, yeah, tell people on a jury that they can't have internet or TV for like 10 weeks. See how that's going to go. I'm sure it's going to go great. Now, many people think Chad is like a useful idiot who is manipulated by Lori. Now, it is revealed that when Chad's lawyers requested the year-long push, it was because Chad is apparently awaiting the results of that DNA evidence to be done. Remember the DNA that the prosecutors had requested? Now, it's like, well, why would the defense want that? 
One theory is that Chad thinks it might exonerate him. Like maybe his DNA won't be on any of the tools. Maybe it would only be Lori. Huh? And then he could be like, see, I didn't do it. It was all Lori. I'm just the pushover. I'm just the guy who didn't know. Yeah, right, Chad. Yeah, right, Chad. Suck on my titty. All right, so remember when I said Lori's attorneys didn't waive her right to a speedy trial? And it was a little trick up their cheeky little sleeves. Well, okay, look. They claim in late January 2023 that Lori Vallow's constitutional rights have been tread upon and that this delay, remember, one they kind of called for claiming she was incompetent, had impinged on her right to a speedy trial. Yeah, the judge ended up shutting that shit down real quick. Uh, But, you know, she's playing bitch games. Okay, so look, this is where we're at with the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell situation. We are all caught up. This case has been wild. I feel like this is just the surface stuff. There are still a lot of conspiracies and a lot of unanswered questions. The next court hearing is scheduled for February 9th which is literally, like, as I'm filming this, I think it's, what, a couple days away. So once that happens, girl, I'm on it. I am keeping my notes, okay? So by the time this podcast airs, um, we're probably going to get more information, but I will keep you updated, baby. I just didn't want to do an update um, because I was waiting for this to go to court and things have been changing so much throughout the years. Isn't it crazy? I feel like I just did this video. Um, or this, I'm sorry, this story just happened, but it's been a couple of years now. Isn't that nuts? So we will keep an eye out, see what happens next. I think we all know, because we're not dumb, that Chad Chad Daybell and Lori Vallow, in my personal opinion, I have to say that allegedly, I think they're guilty as fuck. Come on. I hope they get locked away forever, and I also hope that they air the trial on court tv um i hope they at least show stuff or the release of documents Ugh. okay anyways i would love to hear what you guys think down in the comment section or over on social media share with me any of the um the nitty-gritty details that you know i'm missing i need to know i have a file dedicated to this whole story All right, I hope you have a good rest of your day. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I do have the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell murder mystery makeup over on my YouTube channel as well, where I go over just like when it first happened. Um, And I have a whiteboard with pictures if you're like having a hard time following along. (laughs) But other than that, I will keep you updated. I hope you have a great rest of your day. Please make good choices out there. And I will be talking to you guys very soon. Goodbye.